Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Long Distance, the Green Hornet strikes again. Michael Axford returned from his noonday meal. He found a note on his desk. Oh, golly, Britt Reed wants me to come right into his office. Now what have I been doing wrong? I wonder. Not suspecting that he was due for a meeting that would start an amazing sequence of events, Axford entered the office of his young employer. Reed, I... Uh... Suffering snakes. Axford, you remember Clicker, Benny. Do I? Holy crow. Hi, Axford. You look the same. Clicker. Sure, it's a sight for sore eyes that you are. How's a man of action these days? Great. But you've been away for months. Golly, I'll never forget the times you went out with me and took pictures while I deduced things that got scoofed for the Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> Toss your eyes over these pictures. Miss Benny's been in the mountains down south, Axford. She's made a collection of pictures that's priceless. The best ones will be in the night edition. Oh, golly, are these? Oh, those are just the best of them. I used up enough film to paper the walls of the Sentinel building. <laughs> I thought you'd like to see Clicker while she was here. Sure. Lunch is on you, Axford. Or have you eaten? Oh, I've eaten, but I can always eat again. <laughs> Sit down. Uh, thanks. Miss Benny, these pictures are documentary. I think the government would like copies of every one of them. Oh, good. Uh, what are they of? Well, Miss Benny collected these for a story on the small plants in the war effort. Oh. And, Axford, are they going to town? Jeepers, how those fellows and girls down south are working. But what do they do? Are you kidding? Listen, one air cobra has 70,000 parts, counting the motor as one. And that's just one plane. There are lots of other kinds of planes and tanks and guns and cars and radios and machinery of every sort, all of which are made up of small parts. Yeah, but how did they... Here, take a look at this picture. Here's a plant that's run by a man, his four sons, and his wife. They turn out washers. Here's another plant that employs ten men and women turning out bushings. Here's another one... I get it. Why, there are hundreds of plants like that, all of them shipping parts to the big assembly plant. You've done a peach of a job, Miss Benny. It rates a bonus. Oh, best news I've heard in six months. Hey, these here pictures don't look like a small outfit. Oh, those, that's a different set. Golly, what's these machines? Look at the size of them. Oh, that's the auxiliary generator section. All these pictures were inside the power plant. Oh. Here's a few of the outside of the plant. Is this the main source of power for the whole area? Yeah. It'd be bad, wouldn't it, if something was to happen to this plant? Sure it would. If the power was cut off, all the small factories would be shut down. Hmm. 
Just how far-reaching would that be? Well, if there was a long shutdown, it might set up a bottleneck in a lot of the biggest industries in the country. But there wouldn't be a shutdown. Guarded? Like the canal zone. The place bristles with guards. Hey, just a minute. There was a story this morning from that part of the country, a flooded area. Let's see. Yeah, here it is. I remember that, Reed. I read it. What is it? Flood. Yeah? Right in the country where you were. The waters are still rising. There's likely to be trouble. Well, it can't hit the power plant. Now, why can't it, Clicker? Well, they've got an emergency set up there. Slickest thing you ever saw. They can cut over to the emergency just as a submarine cuts over to the battery power when it dies. They could run the power plant for some time without using the turbine. Oh, that's slick, by golly. Hey, look, I'm famished. How about that lunch, Michael? Uh, is it all right, Reed? Why not? Sorry you've eaten, Axford. You won't be able to enjoy your second meal. Who won't? <laughs> Come on, Clicker. I can always eat. <laughs> See you later, boss. Yes, meanwhile, I'll look the pictures over some more. Right. Uh, Casey's still out eating, I guess. She'll be glad to see you back, I bet. Oh, the old city room still looks the same. Yeah. Hi, boss. Hi, you got a girl. Well, 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 Clicker Benny. Oh, a sight for my big brown eyes. Hello, Laurie. How's tricks? Still knocking them dead? In the groove, honey. <laughs> Where to? Jack, the child. I'm taking her, Laurie. I'm horning in. Oh, come on along. Glad to have you, Laurie. Don't give me that look, Axford. Ah, you're out of time in me hair, Laurie. <laughs> Say, I didn't notice that gas racing had cut down traffic much. Not on this street, it hasn't. Well, here we are. There's always a... I've got to see the central. Hey, what's that? Hey, you folks. If you're reporting, I've got... Holy throw! Got me! That cab. Get the number. Get that cab. Get a doctor. Here, no. Let me help you. Lowry, keep all these people back. Take him inside the lobby, Axford. Here, Michael, let me help you with him. I got him. Now, keep back, will you? Hold the door, clicker. I got it. There, no. Is he badly hurt? By God, he looks like it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't... Realize. Here, now, laddie, take it easy. How is he? Laurie, hop in the office and call the doctor. Okay. The, the power. Power. What power? Power. Another man. Clicker, he's gone. Jeepers. What was he talking about? I don't know. You might as well carry him up the stairs. In a minute, most of the city room will be here to ask questions. Did you get the number of that taxi cab? <gasps> Golly, Axford. Boss, I have it. Maybe I got something. Huh? I got a picture of the cab. Camera in my handbag. You did? Maybe you got evidence If then. it shows anything at all, I... Well, what's the matter? Axford. Huh? Ray, Jay, hold everything. I've seen this man before. I've got to see Britt Reed. And now... Mr. Reed, this man in this picture. Employed in the power plant down south? Yeah. This is the man who was shot in front of the building. Well, how long ago did you make this picture? Ten days ago. Well, we'll check on it, Miss Benny. And here's the film for my camera. I think there's a picture of the murder cab here. Oh, great work. I have the camera fitted in my handbag with the lens pointed through a hole. After the man died, I realized that I'd snapped the picture. Maybe the killer can be identified. We'll see. Want me to take the film to the lab and process it myself? Yes, will you? And if there's anything there, make enlargement. Right. I'll have Lowry on the story and ask for checking back. I'll be back in less than an hour with the print. Hey, come to think of it. What? That guy was trying to say something about power as he died. <laughs> I 
checked back, Reed. His name was Slade, and he's been living alone here in the city for the past six months. That doesn't check with what Miss Benny claimed. It don't? She thinks the man's employed, or at least he was ten days ago, in a power plant down south. Well, there must have been another guy. This fellow's been working as a waiter in a nightclub here for the past six months. Where was he before that? Nobody seems to know. I talked with Barney Roost. Barney Roost? He runs the 710 Club. Yeah, that's where Slade worked. Roost said he didn't know anything about him. I wonder why Slade wanted to see a reporter. What story did he have to tell? Golly, I've been beating me brains out trying to make something out of what he said. Oh, well, here it is. It's none too good as a picture. Good shot of the cab and the license number, but the men inside aren't very clear. Uh, let me see it, clicker. Well, at least the cab number's here. Check on that cab, Axford. Okay. Meanwhile, we'll try and identify the men in it. You know, Reed, there's something about your type of guy. Huh? <laughs> what about my type of uh, guy? I always say you look more at home in a nightclub than in the Daily Sentinel office. Well, that's an uncertain compliment. Now, take me. I never feel like I'm in a place when I'm in a joint like this. Where you have to uh, check your hat, you mean? Well, I don't know. But if I was to come in here on official business to see that guy Barney Rose that runs the joint... I'd be all right, but sitting at a table like this, eating fancy food... Thanks, but here comes Barney. Let me do the talking. Huh? Oh, oh, sure. Good evening. You Mr. Reed? Yes, Mr. Roost. This is Mr. Axford. You wanted to speak to me? Will you sit down? Very well. Daily Sindel, aren't you? That's right. Uh, you had a waiter here, a fellow named Slade. I read about him, the poor devil. What was back of the murder? That's what we'd all like to know. I was questioned about him by the police. All I know is that he came here six months ago, man and out. I put him to work. He was a good waiter. Waiters go now, there. Mr. Roost, here's a picture of a man's face. Well, it's enlarged from part of a small picture. That enlargement, or maybe it was blown up too much. Can't hardly make out the features. Yet there's a similarity between this picture and your head waiter. You see it? Could be. Could be, yes. Well, have the police asked about him? Yes, well. Then I suppose you understand. Is this a copy of the picture upon which the police based their suspicions? Yes. Unfortunately for the police, and fortunately for my man, Jeffrey, he has an ironclad alibi for the time of the murder. Oh? Jeffrey? Is that the guy's name? Yes. What was his alibi? Maybe it could be busted. I am his alibi, Mr. Axford. Oh. Not to be easily busted. You'll excuse me. I must check the cashier. Tell your waiter to bring me the check. I'll send him. Good evening. By God, Reed, he's the cool one. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? He won't charge us for what we eat. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, here comes Clicker. Yes, I asked you to report to me. Report oh, at what? Most, I'm glad you're still here, Mr. Reed. There's something I can't understand. Well, what's that? I called long distance and talked to Harry Jackson. He's still on a job. But who's Harry Jackson? Suffering snakes, I'm not being kept up on things. Jackson's the guy who works in the power plant. The one I thought had been killed. Then it's just a mistake in your life. Dang it all. I don't make mistakes like that. I know faces. Photography has taught me to look for things. 
Those two men were dead ringers. Even to the mole on the chin and the wart on the forehead. You mean the dead guy and the guy named Jackson working in the power plant? Yeah, just as the head waiter here and the guy in the picture of the murder cab look alike. Siree, there's something screwy someplace. Maybe two men could look just alike once in a great while. But in this case, there's a double for the killer. And a double for the man who got killed. And that doesn't ring true. Yes, do you please sit down? You blunted badly. I don't see how. That photographer on the Daily Sentinel will get a picture of you in the cab after you fired the slid. They can't crack the alibi, though. Besides, I hear that the picture's none too clear. Nevertheless, it brought the investigation closer to us than I like. The fact Slade worked here was bad enough. But now they've questioned you. Well, something... what's to be done about it? Slade had to be rubbed out. The rat was going to squeal. What's the latest weather report, Lucille? Flood's getting worse all the time. The power plant's been in some trouble already. Uh, headquarters has made fair study of the weather situation. The flood will get much worse. I think we've timed things just right. When they cut over to the emergency power, goodbye. I hope so. I... Funny. You! Stand still. How'd you get here? Green Hornet. Lock on your door is well oiled, Roos. There wasn't a sound when I opened it. Well, now that you're here, Hornet, I'd like to extend my sincere thanks. Getting you is just like getting a neat bundle of cash. I can use that reward. And where you are. Gladly. This is where I want to be. Right next to a push button that drops a steel plate over any exit from the office. Well... How are you going to get out? The Green Hornet facing Barney Roost and Jeffrey in the nightclub's office was trapped. Though he held his gas weapon to cover the two schemers, it was Roost who felt himself in control of the situation. You see, you can't get out of here, Hornet. No window. The only door is sealed with a steel plate. Use that gas weapon on us. You'll be here until we recover consciousness. You can never find the means of opening the door. Roost, I heard enough to convince me that you two have Jackson at the Southern Power Plant working for you in a scheme to destroy the plant. Indeed. It doesn't take much deduction to realize that Slade permitted Jackson, made up to resemble him, to take his place. Then realizing that he'd sold out his country, he regretted his choice. Had to be killed to silence him. Knowing that, what do you propose to do about it? It's quite simple. I'll do it right on his phone. Barney, quiet. Let him see how wrong he is. I want to speak to Harry Masters, head of Southern Power. Now, you'll probably be able to reach him through the operator at Skagway. It's a small town, and she'll know his whereabouts. long-distance call sped south into the flood area, where swirling waters had already made many people homeless and threatened others. Mr. Masters isn't at his home now. He's at his summer place, but he's cut off by the flood. Well, hasn't he a phone there? The lines are down. The men are working on it. Of all nights to work, and in water like this... Hold the boat steady. I can just about reach the pole. After this line's checked, there's only about 30 more. Stop beefing. 
Phone service has got to be maintained. Operator, never mind, Mr. Masters. Give me the local police chief. <laughs> you can't reach Masters, huh? Please hurry, operator. Lord of good, the chief will do you on it. Stand where you are, both of you. Don't try to rush me or I'll use this gas gun right now. No need to rush you. Hello. Hello, chief. Never mind who this is. I'm calling to warn help, you. Help, help! The green order! You... <laughs> Let that go for the long distance. The operator will know where the call came from. The cops here in no time. Who believe you against me? What if Jackson is an imposter? He's done his work now. He's not needed any longer. Enough from you, <laughs> Roost. You fool, don't. You can't get out of here. Take it. You, you gassed him. I was going to let you out. Give you a chance. Now you're trapped. I don't know how to open that steel door. It'll be open from the outside soon enough. Meantime, you can join your boss. Take it. Taking the boss some time to make his phone call, Baxter. I know it, Clicker. I've been watching for him. He's all the time phoning the office from where he is. I'd like to go home. The soup and fish kitchen. Hey, those are cops coming in. Holy crow, is it a raid? Come on, we gotta see what's up. Here comes Lowry. He must have been a police headquarters. With Lowry! Hey, Lowry, what's up? Quiet, you're not at a barn, Dan. Mike, Clicker. Hey, got your camera? Yeah, a small one. What's up? Phone company called headquarters. The Green Hornet's supposed to be here. Suffering snakes, the harness. Where? Come on, the cops are going to Barney Roos' office. <laughs> That's the office door. Yeah. Can't someone get these people back? How can I make a picture when they're all crowded around? Holy crow, that door is solid steel. We need a can opener or something. Get these people back. While the police examined the steel plate that covered the entrance to the office, the word spread like wildfire that the Hornet was on the other side. Patrons of the club jammed close. Hey, what goes on? Who's in here? I heard that it's the Green Hornet. The Hornet? They got the Green Hornet trapped. It was Ed Lowry who found one of the executives of the club. Here's a guy who can open that door. He knows where's the button that'll open it from this side. Have your guns ready, boys. If the Hornet's in there, we'll get him. Expert, get away from there. My camera. Hurry it up. Get that door open. Now get back, will you, folks? All right, buddy. Come on, get back there now. The other side of the door, Britt Reed was trapped. There was no escape from Barney's office. He was with the two unconscious men, tense, waiting, waiting for the steel panel to move. In his hand, he held a desk lamp, the bulb removed from the socket. The panel started moving, sliding to one side. Discovery was two seconds away. Then he jammed a paper knife into the lamp. Blue sparks flew from a short circuit in the lamp. A fuse blew, and the room was in darkness. Hey, the lights! What happened to the lights? Be careful where you step! Don't shoot! Watch the door! The crowd surged forward, pressing into the office. In a moment, the police had their flashlights in action, darting the beams about the room, and then... Axford! Axford, where are you? Britt Reed's voice. Here I am, Reed. Holy crow, be careful. The harness around here someplace. No one but Britt Reed knew that in the darkness, the Green Hornet had joined the crowd. It was half an hour later that Britt Reed talked to Cato, his faithful valet, in the bedroom of his apartment. Oh, this sure will do, Cato. Be easier to move without the dinner jacket. Yes, sir. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, I, I blew the fuse as the door opened. Then it was a cinch to join the crowd. Axford thought I'd been making phone calls, you see. What are the crooks? Well, Jeffrey and Roost regained consciousness. 
They claimed the Hornet had been there with trumped-up charges trying to blackmail them. I see. That's right. Here. Thanks. I got a top coat for me. Yes, sir. I told expert Lowry and Clicker to stay at the club, see what happens. They think I've gone to the Sentinel office. I see. All right, now the top coat, and then we'll get going. Yes, sir. I know there's disaster ahead for the Southern Power Plant. But, Cato, I can't pass the word without revealing myself as the Hornet. Any long-distance phone call I made would be traced down fast. What do we do? Come on, I'll show you. You drive the Black Beauty while I write a message. A few seconds later, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. The section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the night. out this package with a note for Clicker Benny. And then we'll go to the Sentinel building. Yes, sir. Now I'll get out near the office. You drive to the dark alley back of the building and meet me at the little private door to my office. Very well. What is note for Miss Benny? I want her to put through a call to the South. She'll read the note and look for me in my office. When she doesn't find me, she'll make the call. Well, there's the club. Open the horn as you approach. Axford and the others are in front of the club. Fine. All the better. Open her up. Maybe a bomb. Get after him. Come on, boys. The cops are going after that car. Not a chance for them. Here, you. Give me that. I'm working out the harness. I'll take that package. What is it, Axford? Oh, hang the day. I counted on this camera instead of the big old flashbulb out this. Billy, this has your name on it. My uh, name? Holy mackerel. How'd the hornet get a line on me? Open it up, Axford. Uh, what do you think I'm doing? Uh, here. It's just a note wrapped in with a block of wood. Let me see it. What's it say? Mine. Because of pictures I made on Southern Power, he saw them in the night edition. Jump and jitter. I've, I've got to get to Mr. Reed and fast. Come on, Esther. Take me to the office. Flicker Benny, with Axford at her heels, learned that Britt Reed had been seen entering his office. She rushed in that direction. The outer office was dark, but a light shone from Britt Reed's office. Axford opened the door. Reed, I... Ah, he's not here. But they said he came in. Yeah, I know. He comes in and slips out by a private door to the rear of the building and wants to be thought of as working here. That door over there leads to the rear. Oh, hang it all. Uh, sometimes he goes over there to use a phone when he don't want to be disturbed. He's got an extension to this phone. 
But he wouldn't be there, no, because his hat is gone. Uh, anyhow, the door's locked. Well, this business can't wait. I'll call Southern Power myself. Hello, switchboard. Listen, get a long-distance call through in a hurry. I've got to talk to Harry Masters, the head of Southern Power. Get the operator at Skagway. Britt Reed sat at the extension phone in the small inner room with Cato beside him. You have the Black Beauty in the alley? Yes, sir. Axford's in the office with her. She's putting in a call through to Skagway. While Clicker Benny tried desperately to reach the head of Southern Power, the linemen fought valiantly against the flood and storm to string lines to the isolated island. It was bad enough before. Now we got the storm on top of the flood. Wrap this. Then we'll be able to check. They always talk about the mail going through. What about the phone service? This is the worst mess I've had since the New England storm a few years ago. There you are. Cut in now. Hello. Hello, operator. Number 16, testing. Hello, 16. I can hear you. Line 42. Wait. Hang on. There's an important call. Hello? Hello. Can you get through to Harry Masters now? One moment, I'll try. Actually, they repaired the line. They're ringing Harry Masters. Phone companies come through. The lines are up. They're ringing Harry Masters. Hello? Is this Harry Masters? Yes. This is long distance. I have a call for you. All right, go ahead. Mr. Masters, this is Clicker Binney of the Daily Sentinel. Oh, hello, Miss Binney. There's lots been happening here. Uncovered a plot to knock out your power company. What? Yeah. As soon as the storm gets bad enough, I have a message from the Green Hornet. I told you about him. He sent me a message. I tried to reach my boss with it, but I couldn't, so I called you. Your man Jackson is a fake. There's some plan to destroy the power plant when the storm reaches a peak. But how can they? How do you think? <gasps> Who is this? Green Hornet is speaking. What? Axford, the Hornet's on the line. Sovereign Snake. Listen to me, Masters. He must be on the extension, maybe over here, the back door. Uh, this door is locked on the other side. Masters, when your plant cuts over to emergency power, the whole thing will go sky high. A blast is wired. I'll smash this door down. Axford, the Hornet told Masters about... He must be in here. I'll get the spalpeen. I'm coming for you, Hornet. Where's that light switch? Hang it all. Please, please. Axford, where's your time? Look at the boss. He's out cold on the floor. And that's the phone. It's still open. Reed always uses that phone for private calls. The Hornet must have got him here. What's that? The Hornet. He's gone again, driving away. Ah, uh, Reed, laddie, come to. It's me. It's Michael Axford. What happened? Uh, you've been gassed, Reed. The Hornet was here. Yeah. The Hornet was here. Axford. Uh, we know. He came here by your private entrance and found you. I was just stepping out for a few minutes. So he let you have it. Then grabbed the phone and heard Clicker Binney talking. Mr. Reed, the Green Hornet knows of a plot. He may have saved the Southern Power Plan. <laughs> Benny, on that long-distance call last night, I've heard from Mr. Masters. Oh, yeah? Uh, what's he say, Reed? How's things down there? Well, he called the plant and told them under no consideration to cut over to the emergency power. 
An investigation proved that if they had thrown on the switch with emergency power, a contact would also set off a healthy charge of TNT. It was wired to the switch. Then the hornet was right. So it seems. And you know, the cops have smashed the alibi at the guy that killed Slade. Oh, yes. And that man Jackson down south has confessed and involved Barney, Ruth, and Jeffrey. Jeepers! Mr. Reed, the Green Hornet really saved Southern Power. Well, Miss Benny, from what I can gather, it was really the phone company that saved Southern Power. The phone company and their linemen who kept the service running in spite of storm, flood, and sudden death. just heard the adventure Long Distance. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They are copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This program came to you from WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.